Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's October the 5th. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1890. We travel to Uganda in Africa, where today Christians took control of the government after enduring years of persecution, which had triggered a rebellion. The victory was in large part to the courage of an Anglican, Hamu Mukasa, the son of a minor chief, who had converted to Christianity at a young age and who had suffered a serious injury during the 1886 massacre of Christians by King Mwanga II. Mwanga had increasingly regarded the greatest threat to his rule as coming from the Christian missionaries, and his father had skillfully played off the three dominant religious traditions, Catholic, Protestant and Muslim, against each other, and thus had balanced the influence of foreign powers. However, his son and heir to the throne, Mwanga II, took a much more aggressive approach, expelling missionaries and insisting that Christian converts abandon their faith or face death. A year after becoming king, he executed some prominent converts and he had the incoming Anglican Archbishop, James Hannington, assassinated on the eastern borders of his kingdom. However, it was when the male Catholic pages of his harem resisted his advances that the persecution spiralled out of control. According to the tribal tradition, the king was the centre of power and authority and he could dispense with any life as he wished. It was unheard of for mere pages to reject the wishes of a king. And realising that the pages had been catechised and baptised, Mwanga was determined to rid his kingdom of the new teaching and its followers. He ordered converts in his court to choose between the new faith and complete obedience to his orders and kingdom. 22 of the men who had converted to Catholicism were burned alive at Namugongo in 1886 and later became known as the Ugandan Martyrs. Among those executed were two who had authority and had repeatedly defied the king by rescuing the boys in their care from sexual exploitation. These murders particularly alarmed the British, who were concerned about the stability and the sanity of Mwanga, and they backed a rebellion by Christian and Muslim groups who supported Mwanga's half-brother, who was then elevated to the throne. However, it was a time of turmoil and he lasted exactly one month before being replaced on the throne by another brother. Mwanga escaped and negotiated with the British that exchanging some of his sovereignty to the British East African Company would allow him to sign a treaty with Lord Lugard, which granted certain powers over revenue trade and the administration of justice to the Imperial British East African Company. The country became a protectorate for a short while, until the unreliable and unstable Mwanga declared war on the British, was defeated and fled into German East Africa, modern-day Tanzania, where he was arrested and interned at Bukoba. He was deposed in absentia and then exiled to the Seychelles, and whilst in exile, he repented for his crimes 
and he was received into the Anglican Church and was baptised with the name of Danieri, that's Daniel in English. He spent the rest of his life in exile and he died in the Seychelles, aged just 35. Ham Mukasa, who had proved decisive in the ending of the persecution against Christians, had been placed in the palace as a page at the age of nine by his father, a clan chief. And while in the palace, Mukasa received instruction from Islamic teachers, who had then held sway in the court. However, he was later drawn to the Anglicans, who baptised him Ham. It was as a Christian that he took part in Buganda's religious wars of 1888-1892 and Mukasa was appointed the county chief in 1905 and he served in the, this position until 1935 where he retired. He travelled to England for the coronation of Edward VII of the United Kingdom as secretary to the Prime Minister of Uganda and he stayed at Alexandra Palace and he met with a variety of people including the famous journalist Henry Morton Stanley, who had discovered the lost missionary, David Livingstone. See the podcast of March the 14th. Years after the massacre at Namugongo, some of those that had been killed, in particular Charles Lawanga, Matthias Malumba and their companions, had left an impression and many people started seeking for their intercession. And individuals and small parties visited their execution sites a Dutch priest, then based at Nesambaya, walked with a group of Christians to Namogongo, and he celebrated Holy Mass at the spot where Charles Lawanga was martyred. After Mass, he erected a cross at the same spot, and this marked the beginning of pilgrimages to Namogongo. A huge basilica has now been built, close to the spot where St. Charles Lawanga and St. Kajito were burned to death in 1886 on the orders of Mukasa. Every year an annual celebration is held on the 3rd of June, which the government has declared as a national public holiday in commemoration of the first Christian martyrs in the country. The Uganda Martyrs Day attracts pilgrims from all corners of the world, making it one of the biggest Christian events in the world. And this celebration has a series of events that start a month earlier with a novena that begins on the 25th of May. 2014 marked 50 years since the Ugandan martyrs were canonised and elevated to the sainthood by Pope Paul VI. And so Pope Francis visited Uganda in November 2015 and he celebrated Mass outside the Basilica at Namugongo with a congregation of over a million. In his homily he said, I think of Saints Joseph Mukasa and Charles Lawanga, who after being catechized by others, wanted to pass on the gift that they had received. And they did this in dangerous times. We remember the Anglican martyrs, whose deaths were Christ's testified to the ecumenism of blood. And all these witnesses nurtured the gift of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Their response was to meet hatred with love and thus to radiate the splendour of the Gospel. They did not simply tell the King what the Gospel does not allow, 
but showed through their lives what saying yes to Jesus really means. It means mercy and purity of heart, being meek and poor in spirit, and thirsting for righteousness in hope. Omukama Abawe Omukisa. God bless you. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the death of the British Poet Laureate, Alfred Lord Tennyson, who had spoken of his Christian faith in his poems. Great news this month. We have surpassed 10,000 downloads, so thank you to listeners from all over the world for your interest. Today a special thank you to our listeners in Fort Collins, Colorado and Southend-on-Sea in England. Our archives can be found at www.pogp.net and if you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Have a lovely day wherever you are and thanks for listening.